Hello, I'm Janet. I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. We're back. Here we are. It's St. Patrick's Day. I know. You are all greened out, too. Yeah. So I put these on, and I wasn't on any video calls today. Um, But I was like, I want to feel festive. Because St. Patrick's Day, I have a lot of great memories with friends and stuff on this day. And then I look at my Facebook, and two years ago, I was wearing the same exact outfit. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm like, I don't own a lot of green. That is hilarious. I don't get rid of clothes. (sighs) I only had a little green, like, ha- uh, top hat that I was wearing at work for a little bit, but it still kept, like, falling off, so I didn't really wear it a whole lot today. Ah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, happy St. Patrick's Day, and I think in the last podcast, you shared with us that this this day last year was the last day of normalcy before the shutdown. Yes, it was. We were actually reminiscing a little bit about it at work today, about how right around this time, I think it might have been, like just a couple days before but within this timeline we had gotten the email that basically said like gtfo like get the fuck out yeah we don't need you (laughs) and so um but yeah this was the last day where there was not quarantine and so like when i started looking back at um my archive memories from instagram we had actually recorded our last in-person podcast um a week ago uh yesterday i think or a week ago today or something like that. But it was like ago? March. A year ago? A week Sorry, ago? yeah. Yes. <laughs> so much. It was like March 11th or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it it was crazy because it was showing, like I had a little thing from our Instagram where I was doing opening up the wine and that was like our last in-person thing. And so um, it's just craziness. I miss you guys. I know it's, I was talking at work too, but even thinking about it today, like in the beginning, I feel like we all, once we all kind of got into the quarantine, we started to think about how much we miss people. And so I still miss people, but at the same time, like we've almost become complacent with not seeing people. And so like, even at work, you know, you're, trying so hard to stay away from people that now trying to come together and not working like you've almost set yourself up in a silo Mm -hmm. so now you're trying to figure out how to come back together and if there's this time where like the mandatory mask um thing might be lifted like I don't even I'm scared like I it's just the weirdest thing trying to figure it all out but I miss people but at the same time like it's still just this uncomfortableness Are the masks going to be lifted in Colorado? So I don't know. Like the mandatory thing is only up until April 1st. But I think a lot of people think that um, he will, Jared Polis will lift it. So, um, but I, so I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I think, I don't know. I find it, it's taking a lot more energy to do the things that were just normal a year ago. Yeah. Like, when I have things planned with friends, I'm just like, oh. Or having to go into the office. I'm only having to go in two days a week right now. And I'm like, what is this going to look like when they make us come back five days a week? Like, I don't know how my life will get back to the way. I'm like, I was. I know. I I didn't sleep as much. And I felt like I didn't have as much mental me time and 
it's tough. Like we had a snowstorm this last weekend and I was yeah. perfectly content being like, oh, me too. Everyone that, okay. There were two people I had plans with you guys snowstorm going to stay in. Yeah. We'll reschedule. And I felt completely fine with that because I'm not an extrovert. <laughs> I'm an introvert. And I, I understand the value of relationships, but it takes a lot for me to put in the work. Does that sound horribly No, selfish? I don't think it sounds horrible. I mean, I think when you think about it, like, it's just everything that we're doing, you know, it's not the same necessarily, but I think about even just trying to be, you know, you got to think about, and as not that men don't think about this, but I feel like as a woman, um, women tend to think about this more. We have to, you know, drink so much water and throughout the day, we have to try and get our eight hours of sleep. We have to exercise. And as we get older, we have to exercise for longer for more days a week because our metabolism just isn't there. And then, you know, you got to watch your alcohol intake and you got to eat all the right things, but you never know what's the right things. Then you're supposed to drink green tea throughout the day and you're supposed to do all these things. And then you want to massage, then you have to go to work and you got to be your work person. And then, you know, if you're married or you have kids or whatever that is, like your mom, your all of these things. And then not that, I mean, I love my friends, but then you're also trying to be a friend and make sure that you're catching up with everybody. I mean, trying to stay on top of everything is very challenging sometimes. I mean, I wish that I could talk to all my friends every day, but there just isn't enough time. Right. And it's hard to do all the things and also take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think this is why some of the quarantine has been kind of good for a lot of people is because they've learned to be alone or they've learned how to take care of themselves. They've learned what they need and what they want out of life. And so um, it's just been interesting. Yeah. My extroverted friends, they're like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so ready. I'm ready. And I'm like, oh, and I, I think people have a misconception about me because they see me active on social media that's not showing that I'm an extrovert it's just me posting pictures you know yeah and I I try and explain it to my close friends but I don't think anyone really gets it um I probably have a couple friends that get it um but yeah I love my friend time but it takes a lot for me to I I never cancel once I say I'm going to be somewhere I'm going to be there it takes me a a lot I have to plan I can't pile everything on because then I'm exhausted yeah um and so like when my friends are like hey when can we get together and I'm like hey when are you available in April they're like what like I need me time like and I have a new puppy so I got things to do I know it's well and then my thing is is that like sometimes when I see your photos and stuff when like before COVID days, it exhausted me. Oh, I'm sorry. I, was like, I don't know how she how she does it. And so now, like, I I just miss going and like sitting in a friend's house, like, and just having a drink and not feeling like I need to be six feet or do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? What are the risks that I'm taking? Like, I think there's just so many questions. And even though I have my vaccine. You know, I still have some immunocompromisation going on. Like, I'm still in at-risk category. But I also worry about, could I carry something and give it to somebody who doesn't have the vaccine? 
And there's just all these things. Like, I just want to go to somebody's house and I just want to sit there and like have a drink and just not worry about all of it. Um, like I miss just randomly flying to Wisconsin um, right. and seeing, you know, Mama Kim and Regan and Nick and just like sitting there, like just sitting in their house on a random Saturday, Sunday night and just like hanging out with one another. So those are the things that I miss, but but it's getting hard to see. I feel like I can't visualize what it looks like because that overwhelms me. I just got to take it day by day and (sighs) moment by moment. Um, you know, over the last couple months, I've been pretty open. You know, I'll go out to dinner and and I know that that's not what you've been as prone to do. Everyone's different. Um, I, I love the masks. I think they're great, but I have been like going out to dinner and doing things with friends and, and I, it's fantastic. It's just overwhelming when I think about it. Yeah, I know. (sighs) And I got a new dog. I was going to say, but you have a new puppy. Yes. He's, he's actually a one-year-old, but he has lived in his cage the entire life that he's had. And so he, it's like a puppy. But not, does that make yeah. sense? Like, he knows nothing. We have these little dog stairs, and he can go up one, and they're the same exact set of stairs, but one isn't downstairs and one is up in the bedroom. He can go flying up one, can't go down. The same yeah. exact stairs up in the bedroom, he's like, no. <laughs> like, what? And with the snow, potty training went from zero went oh, from God. like maybe a two on a scale of ten to zero because he's he's a little guy he's eight pounds he does yeah, not he was definitely not gonna <laughs> see above the snow no so yeah i love him to death his name is rip and he's a shih tzu and i just love him we've had him for a week and a half <laughs> and why did you guys choose rip again um from yellowstone that's right the bad guy on the good team, his name is Rip. Okay. Yeah. He's and very cute, though. He's going to the vet the for a checkup tomorrow and get his shot yeah. so we can get him groomed because Shih Tzus have to be groomed on a regular. They do. Yes. Um, but he is fantastic. Fantastic. I love him. <laughs> it feels like our family is whole again. Very nice. Yeah. What's been going on in your world? Um, I don't know. I, um, I mean, we had a snowstorm this weekend. Uh, I feel like there was something that I was going to say that I done, but I haven't really done anything exciting. I just, like you said, I'm just hanging out. I just go to work and I come home. You, your husband shoveled for you. He did. Yes. Um, we thought that I was going to have to go into work on Sunday night. So he went out and shoveled the like three and a half ish feet of snow that we had in our driveway. He did it pretty quickly too. It was like under forty minutes. That's crazy. He had that. I know because he was worried that I was going to have to go, and so because um, I had been on the phone for a couple hours as we were trying to figure out who was going to um, work in our processing area in the lab because. We had people spending the night. So people were spending the night in our like lab, just like sleeping in people's offices and in our library. 
um, on Saturday night and Sunday night. And there was one individual who had been there since like 6 a.m. And she was the only person in this one department. And so we were all trying to figure out like what we needed to do. And myself and her manager happened to both live up this way. And so um, we thought that I was going to have to go and get her manager and bring him in. And then we would both just work overnight. Um, but he ended up taking his wife's car. And so he went in last that night and then I went in on Monday as we tried to coordinate and it was insane. It was just craziness. Yeah. I didn't leave the house until this morning. So from Friday until this is Wednesday morning, I just stayed home. I shoveled on Monday afternoon. Oh my gosh. I'm so sore. Yeah. (laughs) I am so sore. And I did not get everything. In fact, when I tried to pull out of the driveway, I got stuck. Thankfully, I had a neighbor with a snowblower, and he did what I could not. But I just, my whole body, I was like, I'm done. I can't do any more. And Steve was out of town. He got stuck in Alabama because all the flights got canceled oh. on Monday. So it, it was just me. And I, I've never shoveled snow in my life, ever. <laughs> And now I'm like, we must invest in a snowblower. Steve's like, okay, you know, we'll wait till the spring and look at Facebook Marketplace for people that are like moving to a warmer climate and try and get a deal. I don't know. Yeah, I was never so happy to have a forerunner in my entire life. Why well, have four wheel drive? To... Oh, but my forerunner is lifted up, yeah. so it's not. It's a little bit higher, so I can get kind of through. And um. So on Monday, when we realized that we were in a whole bunch of staffing crises, um, I had planned on working from home, but I ended up having to drive to Brighton from my house, which was like a 35-minute drive. And then I had to pick up this um, girl, Lily, and take her to our North Campus site. And when I got to her neighborhood, there was five feet of snow. And I was like, huh, okay. So, because like the roads when I started driving actually weren't bad. Like it started melting pretty quickly once the sun came out. But the neighborhoods were just slammed with snow, especially in Brighton. They got five feet. It was insane. And so she gets in the car and she's like, so I think it's going to be easiest if we back out. And I was like, yeah, we're not backing out of anywhere. Like we're just going to drive forward and figure it out. And let me tell you. Between the Forerunner and my Wisconsin roots, we made it through just fine. Yeah, I guess you're used to this, huh? Yeah, she was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're driving. She's like holding on because I <laughs> we're just like going over like mounds of snow and like maneuvering around the stuck cars. It was like a little like <laughs> thing and oh, it was insane. Yeah, it was a good weekend to stay in until you had yeah. to go out thankfully my office was closed on monday and tuesday the office was open but they're like the roads aren't great so you do you and i'm like i do me at home but i went to cycle bar for the first time in five days this morning and it was really hard and they're having a um like a march madness bracket thing oh where you're pinned against someone and whoever attends the most classes that week moves on so now I'm like doubling up, oh. like tomorrow and Friday, because I have no time on Saturday and or Sunday to. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's where my competitive streak comes out. What are you drinking? <laughs> so I am drinking 
cupcake rosé out of a can. Nice. I love can options. They're they're very it's just enough for one glass. I am drinking Verdi. Mm. It's a it's like a sparkling wine. It's sweet. It's super light. Hmm. Yeah. Very nice. I oh, thought the little... bottle was greenish, so I thought that would work. Yeah. Oh yeah, it did look like it was a little green. Over the weekend, I had this amazing Chianti. And I learned, so I sent an image of the wine label to one of my coworkers because he always shares his wine recommendations for me, but I never share mine. So he was like, oh, so he responds and he's like, did you find the black, is there a black cock on it? And I was like, what? (laughs) So apparently, um, you know that it is a real Chianti wine if it has a little black rooster on it. Ah, did yours? Yep. It did. Oh. It was right on the label on the little neck of the bottle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I learned that fun fact. Was it expensive? Uh, I think it was like 22 bucks. Okay. Not bad. But yeah, it had a picture of a bird on the front, like a yellow bird. A yellow bird. How was your dog sitting? This wasn't very pretty. How was your dog sitting? (gasps) I saw the picture. That puppy. He was so good. He was like the best puppy in the world. We had him from Friday to Sunday night, and he did not make a mess once in our house. And he slept in my bed, and he never once went to the bathroom. And he's only like three months old. Wow. And yeah, he always went outside, and um, like he would cry when he needed something. And uh, he woke up every morning at like five o'clock and like would just cuddle with you Aww. it was adorable i loved him he was so much fun i did not want him to go piper was very happy he was leaving <laughs> she's like wait she was pretty pissed i'm not this well behaved and i don't want to get there so get this kiss up yeah. out of the house like on friday night she was like okay this is like a playmate that's fine and then on saturday morning she was like oh this bitch is still here Oh, she was pissed. She mm. So when he, she was finally starting to like settle into the fact that he was probably going to stay for a while. And then he went home and she was super excited. Awesome. <sighs> um, how was the dog's parent? Because remember, he was a little hesitant to leave him. and Yeah, um, we became friends on Snapchat. Mm. And I just sent him videos like every, because he, of course, was trying to get Nick to send him videos. And... So he was messaging Nick on Friday, and which was the day he left. And he was like, how is he? How's Henry? I don't have any pictures. Send me pictures. So we became friends on Snapchat, and now he still sends me videos. So I got to see all the videos of uh, Henry playing in the snow this weekend. That's awesome. Yes. Hey. Well, yeah. Well, um, the mass Singer came back. Did you watch <gasps> it? Yes, I didn't. So I don't remember. Was it on this week already? No, it's on I tomorrow. I watched the first week. Okay. Oh, I did watch the first one. It was amazing. I loved it. All right. So I um, didn't take notes, but I, I grabbed. Yeah, I didn't take notes either. Yeah. So it's season five. Yeah. Yes. And um, do you have any thoughts about it? <laughs> The snail was eliminated and unmasked, and it was which it I was loved so the unmasking. Surprising. 
because when the snail came out, they did say they were like, oh, he's kind of giving off this like Kermit the Frog esque like feel. And so, you know, he takes off his head and there's like nobody in it. And so the one lady whose name I forgot because they had to replace um, uh, what's his name? Nick Cannon, Mm -hmm. because he got COVID a week before they started filming. And so she like pops into the thing to try and look and she's like, something's moving and out pops Kermit the Frog. Right. And it was the best reveal ever. I was so excited. It was great. And he was making all the jokes and saying that Miss Piggy was never going to let him live it down. And Ah. (sighs) so good. So, I loved it. Um, I guess it's actually on tonight. Sorry. I was. Okay. Wrong. I was like, I think it's on Wednesdays, but I didn't know if they moved yeah. it. Yeah. It catches on my DVR, and I didn't even. I was like, uh, oh, hey, look, another season. We didn't talk about that. So, it looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. I do hope that the raccoon goes home tonight. I do see that that was. Um, indicated as a tweet in this one article that you found where somebody was saying, all right, who voted to keep the raccoon over the snail? Because no, the raccoon sounded horrible. Right. But don't you think the snail, like they, they made it so the snail would go first because, you know, just because they knew that would be a great thing that people would be talking about. Like Kermit the frog was the snail. Oh my gosh. But that's not something you can sustain, you know? Yeah, this is very true. Yeah. And I would also like to point out that the surviving members of Group A that include the Russian dolls, um, it says snail, but they're not surviving. Right. Um, the seashell, robopine, and raccoon. Um, the Russian dolls, um, I don't know if we know this fun little tidbit about little Mr. Nicholas Rodriguez, but not only does he hate uh, nutcrackers, he hates Russian dolls. It creeps him out. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. So did he watch the show with you? No, he didn't watch it. I watched it by myself. So I guess tonight... So he never actually saw them. Tonight will be um, Group B. And that looks yes. like it's going to be a chameleon, a black swan, a grandpa monster, a phoenix, and a piglet. I'm excited for the piglet. That just sounds cute. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. So we shall see, but it's back and we didn't talk about it. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to watch this. So I went ahead and watched it this weekend because what else I had to do? I had snow. Um, And yeah. Right? Yeah. I know. I completely forgot that it was going to be on. And so um, I was very excited when I remembered and it had already recorded. I hope Ashley can join us again soon because she is so sleuthy when it comes to the mass Singer. I know. I haven't a clue. Right? Yeah. I can read those clues all day long and I would not have any idea who to look for. No. No. That's why she and Pat should do the Amazing Race. Yes. Um, did you watch the Grammys? No. So I did. Steve was gone again. Um, so I was able... To watch the Grammys and The Bachelor and Matt Singer and all the Janet shows. And I like the Grammys because it kind of, it's the one time of year where it gives me like exposure to other genres of music outside of what I love. 
And I, I, I really did like it. And Beyonce made history because she won her 28th Grammy. Like, I think she's the most winningest person ever at the Grammys. Well, didn't she, like, make some kind of, like, surprise appearance or something that, like, everybody freaked out about? Not that I was aware of. Hmm. What are you talking about? Because I saw a bunch of memes about um, her making an appearance and how everybody was shocked and Beyonce just, like, won everybody over. So I thought she, like, randomly made an appearance and it wasn't, like, I think they didn't it, know she was going to make an appearance. She and Megan uh, the Stallion, is that it? Or Megan Three Stallion? I don't even know. <laughs> Megan won an award, and then all of a sudden I look up and Beyonce was on the stage, so maybe that was a surprise, but I guess that they Uh collaborated on the song. I see. Yes. And then, have you gotten into Mickey Guyton? Uh, She's the singer, correct? Yes. Because I remember Um, we were talking about a song, uh, like a song show, maybe about almost a year ago. And you were like, Mickey Guyton, I don't know who that is. And I was like, you must check her out. Like, her song, Black Like Me, it shakes you. Like, it is so good. I have, so when you told me that, like, I did download her music. um, But I, it's not on my top listening ones. Mm -hmm. But I do like some of her music. Um, It's just, none of it really is sticking out for me right now. Got it. Well, she made history as the first black solo female artist to earn a Grammy nomination in a country music category. So I was just, yeah. And I think she had a baby like a few weeks ago and she was walking the red carpet, looked fantastic. So if if you haven't listened to Mickey Guyton and you're listening to our podcast, you really should. She's very good. Also, Miranda Lambert won a Grammy and it was fantastic. Um, the WAP song. Yes. It was performed. I thought that was shocking. It was on yeah. How- ABC or CBS. One of, it was on network. And they performed WAP. All right, then. Yeah. Yeah. And on this big, giant bed. It was. Of course. It was interesting. Who's the artist that does that? What, Nikki? No, not name, Nikki Minaj. Is it Nikki Minaj? No. It's the other I one. I don't know. Well, come on, Amber. You're supposed to be like up to date with things. I'm the older one. You're by a year. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's okay. Did you happen Cardi to- B. Oh, it's Cardi B. With Megan the Stallion. Yes. Did I happen to what? Yeah. Uh, see when I had posted on Instagram earlier this week that I had to explain a long distance learning or long distance uh, calling and I yes. thought I was going to die. Yes, that made us all feel very old. How old was yeah. this person that you were having to explain this to? 23. Hmm. <laughs> That's sad. That's sad. Yeah, I was like, oh. That's yeah. that. Um, Bachelor Nation news. Chris Harrison will not be returning to host. Well, uh, I think the next article I've posted probably comes after we start talking about The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, right? Um, So he's not going to return to host The Bachelorette. 
Um, but he's going to be replaced by two faves, Tasha and Caitlin. I'm so excited. Right? I know. It is very exciting. Um, I still am having a hard time. Um, I feel for Chris Harrison, I think. and mm-hmm. But I'm very excited um, that Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow will be um, the new co-hosts or hosts of The Bachelorette. Can you believe all the crap she has kind of like thrown back at the Bachelor franchise? Right. <laughs> but she is I a know, fan I favorite. I know. I was thinking about that too. She is a fan she favorite. Is. She has a following. She is fierce. Well, and she's also, and she's been very open and honest too about how she's grown and how like she was very angry in the beginning and um, she's kind of come on the other side of that and. So she's really been open and honest about that. So I'm very excited for her. I am. She dyed her hair brown. She did. I that like was it. shocking to me. I was like, oh, back to like her bachelorette days. And now I'm like, was this why? <laughs> right, she was maybe. always saying her hair was falling out. So maybe she realized overprocessing was not helping her case. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She didn't tell yeah. me. But I was very excited. Very excited about that. Any other Bachelor yes. Nation news? I um outside of what we're gonna jump into when it comes to the Bachelor finale. Right. I don't think there's been really much else going on in Bachelor Nation news, or at least I mean, obviously we don't remember it, so it can't be right super big. Um if that's the case. I mean, I know that I don't have any real information, but I've heard Bits and pieces about Kelly and Peter meeting back up again. And then I also heard um, about Claire and what's his face? Dale. Yeah, that guy Um, meeting up and like talking and but I don't follow any of those people either. So Uh, Pete was a guest on Blake's podcast this morning, Blake Horseman. Okay, And he said he's very single. The single. You know, I I saw some little bits and pieces of somebody sharing some of Blake's podcast, but um, only because you're bringing this up. It's kind of random. But uh, the other day I was on my, I was at work and Nick sends me a text message and he's like, um, since when does Ben Higgins have a book? And I was like, what? And why do you know about this? Right. I, was I, like, thought, I thought Nick listened to our podcast. He lies. Right, I know. Right. And I was like, well, first of all. Lots of people in Bachelor Nation have a book. Pete's about to have a like, book. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, a everybody book. has a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a book of some kind talking about their experiences, blah, blah, blah. I was like, but also, why do you know this? And um, I guess somebody at work was talking about it or something. I forget the story, but he somehow like came across it. And I was like, do you even know who Ben Higgins is? <laughs> but yeah, he clearly doesn't listen to our podcast because we've talked about it. You need to and call him And he's told him me to that. read it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of calling him on it right now. But he doesn't listen, obviously. I know. What an ass. He was our only one true listener. No, we have well, more numbers, so, but no one else interacts with us. Ah, so my girlfriend, Tiff, um, who works uh, at the lab with me, she listens every week. And so, because she messaged me last week um, while she was listening to it. So, she'll message me with, like, little quirks of something that we've said. And so, she messaged about how I was talking about how I thought that dead bodies were going to come flying out of the air when the plane exploded. Oh, my. 
You really yeah, need so to share listen. these with me. It makes me feel good. I I'm see fine. that people listen when it comes to the numbers, but no one interacts with us. I know. I forgot. I forgot. My I girlfriend, my girlfriend, Laurel, listens and she's not a Bachelor fan, but she's like, I still listen. So, Laurel, if you're listening, hi. Yeah. And hi, Tiff. What's yes. Hi to Tiff. She's our fave. She's our fave person. We don't charge anything. It's free. It's fun. Clean your house. Right? Listen to our voices. They're not that annoying. We're hilarious. We are. Especially when we drink too much. Not tonight, though. Yeah. It's a Wednesday. Not tonight. All right. Ready to jump in to what we've missed the last two weeks of The Bachelor? Yeah. I did not take notes, which I will explain, but I did watch. You started off so strong. You bought a new computer. I know. Well, so in this is not a good defense by any means. But in my defense, so I waited. I didn't watch last week's episode until Monday night. So I watched last week's episode and then I watched this week's episode all in the same night. Because you know I'm a fast forward queen. Wasn't that five hours? I don't know, but I'm telling you, I didn't do it in five. <laughs> oh my. That would be overwhelming to me. Okay. So, um, but I also ended up working from home and I had to do this really like annoying task where I had to apply a provider to 900 accounts. And let me tell you, that is not an easy task. It's in a system. Like I have to like put them in, press submit, go, like it was a whole thing. So I did that while I was watching The Bachelor. Um, but also I I have grown differing opinions regarding The Bachelor season. And I was not that excited for um, these episodes, to be honest. Got it. I but- had a feeling that I knew which way things were going to go. And I also feel like um, I've thought a lot about this Bachelor season. And it's been weighing very heavily on me And uh, recently. And I just, I wasn't thrilled. I wasn't excited to be watching it. Um, I was curious, but I was also, there's just been so much packed into this and so much controversy. Um, So I did not take notes, but I do know what happened. All right. So we start, (laughs) last week was Fantasy Suites, where we Mm -hmm. had Michelle, Brie, and Rachel. Um, But first, Matt meets up with his father. Yeah, that was... That was rough to watch, to and, be honest, in the beginning. Yes, very rough. And we are reminded that Matt guards his heart because of his father. And that's why yeah. he has said he hasn't truly loved anybody. And, I mean, I really appreciate that uh, Matt went in there and really addressed everything. And I think that it was the first time that we were really truly seeing something of Matt. We were seeing a little bit of who he is and where he stands and what his struggles are. And I appreciated that he called his dad out for everything. And he handled his dad's um, outbursts very well, I think. Yes. Things got really heated. He And his father yeah. really didn't seem to understand why he was there. He thought he was there to celebrate Matt. And he seemed very yeah. caught off guard, which mm-hmm. that's true Bachelor Nation style, right? Yeah, it was, I mean, even I was shocked when I saw him and the conversations that they started having about all the things that happened when he was a child and 
you know, he was, his dad was trying to kind of pass off the blame. And I could understand what he was trying to say, but it just was not coming out right. No, and I think Matt had a fantastic line when he was, when he responded to his father by saying, if you wanted to celebrate, we could go to Chuck E. Cheese. I know. I Matt has done that a few times this season, and I just freaking love it. Like, what did he say? Yeah. When is it an appropriate time to call someone a hoe? Yeah, right? <laughs> I no. just love his sarcasm. It's very dry. Yes, it is. But their conversation concludes with his dad apologizing. Yeah, they did end up ending it on mutual ground, I guess you could say, civilly. Yes. And then we jump into Michelle's date, which is a spa date that consists of oatmeal, butter, and milk. Yeah, it was weird. Have you ever been to a spa where you had to rub butter on yourself? No, but I was also confused because I didn't even realize that they knew what they were supposed to do. Like, there was nobody in there with them. And so it was just like, oh, we're going to go in this. I'm like, I'm going to rub you with butter see i feel like that has been the theme this season they're they're cutting so much out they really are they're cutting a lot are they did we have longer episodes previously like you know um we should probably look back at the bachelor instagram that does the data Mm -hmm. i know um the woman who does it she's only been doing it like the last like year or so but she does often compare prior seasons and I do think that there might actually be more commercials this round um or they have been spending more time which I think is something that I've been thinking a lot about is they have been spending more time on the areas that cause more controversy and arguments as opposed to us really seeing a lot so there's been articles talking about how we don't really know much about Matt well it's probably because they've cut out a lot of that and there's so much we don't see you know, the data girl was stuck in Colorado due to the storm. Did you see that on her story? Yeah. No. I think it was Monday. She posted on her story. She's like, sorry, stuck in Colorado due to a big snowstorm. Boyfriend broke his hand, so we just went to the hospital. So data's going to be late. And I was like, you're here? <laughs> like she's famous <laughs> to me all of a sudden. I wouldn't know her right. walking down the street. But her yeah. data, I know. <laughs> Yeah, so they've definitely um, cut out a lot of stuff. Um, and Matt oh, does yeah. admit to being um, the most comfortable with Michelle and her family. And she explains that her parents and their long relationship is her model for her expectations. He yeah. knows what he should do. He does. I love Michelle. Me too. I told you. Remember when she went at the hometown and he told her father... If I choose her, I'll move to Minnesota. I'm like, he's not going to choose her. He's not going to move to Minnesota. Yeah. You don't go from New York City to Minnesota. Yeah, no, not at all. Anyway, sorry. <sighs> Very passionate yeah. about that. Um, and then at dinner, Matt opens about his conversation with his father. Um, Matt, uh, he Michelle. Gets a gift? Yeah. Yeah. Because on their first, like, one-on-one date or whatever, he got her a... Um, basketball jersey or like some kind of jersey saying mrs um whatever his last name is i'm forgetting you're on the wrong episode yeah but then she gives him that episode or that that's the this week's episode 
Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> See what happens when you watch both episodes in one night. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll get there. I promise. I'm like, did I miss a gift? I was just like, okay, go on. Yeah, nope, sorry. <laughs> oh, Michelle really commits to Matt and says that she wants to spend the rest of her life with him. Um, and Matt just kind of goes, hmm, and pulls the fantasy suite card. And in the suite, she says she loves him. And then he, he kisses her. Doesn't really say anything back. Yep. And then they wake up in the morning and we at least get to see their morning, which I'm only bringing that up because of later. Right. So, But we do get to see their morning after. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to meet with the other women. I really hate that they're all staying together again. They keep doing that. And I, know. I think it's so awkward. It really is. And it's so hard. I mean, you can just see it all over their faces. And Rachel is having the hardest time with it. And it's just uncomfortable. And then you know that she spent the night. So, like, it's just awkward. Right. You can't compare notes. <laughs> no. I think that's frowned upon. Uh, yeah. And then you have Bree's date where they go hiking in the woods. Um, and they're, Matt kind of jokes that that's their fantasy suite, but thankfully it is not. Yeah, I was a little concerned. And then we go to dinner and Matt again shares about his conversation with his dad. And she says that she's in love with Matt. He also says that he could see this woman as his wife. And yeah. they head to the fantasy suite. Yep. That's all I have. And we also see them in the morning. We they see them wake breakfast. up with each other. They do cook breakfast. It's very cute. Yes. And then we get to Rachel. She's stressing. Yeah. She is flipping She's out because struggling. she hates that he has been with these other women and she knows it. Yeah. I mean, and she's like the last one. So, you know, sloppy thirds. It's kind of yep. gross to think about. Yeah, a little bit. And they go to a ceramic class where there's a lot of Which, like sexual innuendos. I yeah, was like, Amber Rachel loves struggling. this. Yes, she is struggling. Yeah, it, except for I uh, fast forwarded through most of it. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is a date you would have loved because the, the putting the fingers in the hole and sliding. It was like, <laughs> I'm like putting the fingers in the hole. Yes, I swear they said that. I'm like, Amber's dying right now. But I never oh, know I when got- you're watching. I fast-forwarded through most of the uh, episodes, or most of the dates. Dang it. Okay. And especially because Rachel was having such a hard time, like, she wasn't enjoying it. It was, like, painful to watch. Because she just should have had a conversation before they walked in there. And, like, Matt's trying to make it fun, and she's just, like, ruining her little pot thing. And it just wasn't going well. It was hard. I fast-forwarded. And afterwards, she admits that the week had been really hard. And he tells her that the parachute accident that she had really scared him and made him think, what would his life be like without her? And she yeah, says... Yeah, he went real deep. Yeah, very deep. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> she says that she loves him. Yep. And then we go to dinner, and again, he mentions his dad's conversation, and she reassures him that he is his own person. And I feel like he reacted to that very strongly. Like, he was like, yeah, 
This is what I needed to hear. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> they prepare for the fantasy suites and there's fireworks. And I'm like, well, that's not a sign. Yeah. How come they got fireworks? I was like, really? Nobody else got fireworks. Right. Weird. Or we just didn't see it because they cut it. Probably not. And Three you know sets what else? Fireworks. Yeah. What else? And they cut the morning after. Right. We you didn't saw get to see it. They went to Fantasy Why? Suite and then nothing. Why didn't we get to see it? What happened? Right. I want to know. I need answers, Bachelor. Did they end up just like staying together the rest of the day? Like just laying in bed doing it? Like what happened? <laughs> and then we get to the rose ceremony where Bree is sent home. Ugh, and I yeah. wrote, I want him to choose Michelle, but I feel it might be Rachel. Did you, did I cut yeah. out? Yeah, I was like. Yeah, so I'm FaceTiming and someone was trying to call. Um, <laughs> did you hear me, what I said? I heard most of it. Okay, um, I said I wanted, wanted him to choose him to pick- Michelle, but I think it might yeah. be Rachel. Yeah. So then we get to this week's finale and after the final rose. Yep. So Rachel and Michelle are the final two. Um, They each meet Matt's brother and mother. Yes, they do. His mom seems to be very (laughs) impressed by both women, but... She flips the Bachelor season on its head by warning Matt that love isn't the end-all, be-all. And warns him based on her experience with his father. And we already know his father is an issue in his, like, mental state. (sighs) Yeah, I... It's wise advice, but it sends him into a spiral. Right. Like, maybe she could have given him that advice, I don't know, before he went on. Right. I don't think she thought he was going to actually fall for anyone. And then she freaked out uh, when he did. Yeah. But her, his brother was really good. Like, his brother asked good questions. and I kept thinking, is is he being fed these questions? I know. Right? He could they have They were been. too good. They were too good. Yeah, they were really good. But maybe his brother is that sharp. I don't know his brother. But, like, if I, I think of my brother, he wouldn't be like that. Yeah. No. So then Matt meets with Chris Harrison and says he's starting to pump the brakes. You're down to final two, buddy. And you're going to pump the brakes. Okay. I know. Well, and, you know, Chris tries to do a good job, too, about being, like, are you sure? He's, like, so I think he said it a little off kilter. But he was, like, so you just hear your mom say this and now all of a sudden like because somebody said this you're feeling differently like this is a completely different person than who you were one week ago like this is a dramatic twist and so and I feel like Matt got a little defensive with it Mm -hmm. um which I can see why he did but that's also Chris's job and to his point like you had one conversation with your mom who met these women for like an hour two hours Right. And now you're just going to change everything. Yeah. Which he does. So he goes on his last date with Michelle. They have an outdoor chat. They rappel down a building, which looked really fun to me. 
Um, and this is yeah. where he gets a gift. Amber, tell us about the gift. So he gets a gift from Michelle that is a um, basketball jersey, kind of, that says Mr. Whatever his last name is. Matt James? Yeah. Ah, Mr. James. And um, which is a play off of when he gave her a gift that said Mrs. James. And she's just so sweet. And she's so excited. And she's talking about how, you know, she's in love with him. And you can just see it on his face. Okay. And girl brain, if I'm dating someone that gives me something that says Mrs. and their last name, I, I assume I'm the one, right? Because right. we were all those single girls that would write our names. Janet McGrew. Oh, that looks so good. If Steve were to write Janet McGrew, I would have been like, oh, my God, I'm the one. I'm the one. Yeah. So, But did you ever, every time that this has happened, because this has happened in other episodes, Ben Higgins gave a jersey to somebody. Um, I can't remember who else, but there have been other episodes where somebody has gotten a jersey and that is not the person that they pick. See, that's bull. That is I bull. I agree. I hate that. That's crap. It got really dark. In what your are room. They? You got very dark. Oh, yeah. It's because they don't have the lights on. Okay. So the sun is going down. Sorry. People listening can't see that, but I'm like, you okay? I'll turn the light on. No, I think the Jersey thing should be banned. I agree. Um, stupid. Yeah. So Matt's acting funky, like you said. And then, yeah. bam. Michelle, I can't get right? there with you. Bye. Like, I might. Yeah, she's like, what the? I had to rewind and be like, what? Yeah. Did that just I, happen? It was so not okay. Yeah. And Matt, she was just shocked. Do I fight for you? Do I not fight for you? Like, what am I supposed to do here? Poor girl. And then Matt, spiraling Matt, decides to skip the date with Rachel. And if yeah. she was already unstable, like, I can't believe she didn't, like, flip. We didn't see right? Well, also, when she opens the door and it's Chris Harrison and she's excited, I'm like, no, no, no. Have you been on this? Ep- like, have you been on the show? No. When Chris Harrison shows up, it's not a good thing. Right. But, yeah, no, she, I don't know. So then he invites her to the lake so they can chat. And all of a sudden, it's the rose ceremony slash maybe proposal and I was like I didn't get that the lake note meant that it was time for that did you? No and well because I was also confused because in between that he's like picking an engagement ring so he oh yeah see, like Rachel finding out that he's not going to come meet with her and then he's picking the one the engagement ring but he did like, I just say, don't know yeah I don't know but I'm going to hold on to this yeah it holds a lot of weight well no shit dumbass it's a big ass diamond yeah. Oh. And this is what you've been yes. on the show for this entire time. I took it literal. Don't take it literal. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so I loved the setup at the lake. I thought that was it was very gorgeous. Um, but before we saw the setup of where they were going to be standing and talking, you just see Matt in a tux, and I'm like, is this the proposal? Yeah. Is he right? just gonna do it in the leaves? And then you you brought in front of this beautiful outdoor fireplace with all the decorations. And Rachel comes out in this beautiful green gown. It was green, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. I think so, yeah. And I was like, well, here we are. Here we are. What's he going to do? What did you think he was going to do? I didn't know. (laughs) Well. I had no idea. There was no proposal, but he promised her that he loved her and saw a life with her. Yep, and he couldn't imagine his life without her. Now we go to After the Final Rose, and I have to say Emmanuel Ocho is fantastic. He should host every After the Final Rose. Yeah, he did a really good job. Yes. His speech pattern was very similar to Chris Harrison's. Yeah. I'm like, is there a class you take? what they get in their training. Yeah, is there a class you take, like, how to speak like Chris Harrison? I was like, his pattern is very similar. Anyway. So we see Michelle first. She's really seeking some closure. Really? She's bummed. Yeah. I get it. She is. Yeah. And Matt comes out with that beard. Very shimmery. Very shimmery. Very shimmery. There's got to be some oil, right? Right? Like, I remembered... Did you... Have you watched Coming to America, like, the original? No. Oh. Because in Coming to America, there's, like, a whole thing about, like... Some kind of um, oil that they put in their hair. And that's all I could think of was this oil in his beard. It looked, I don't like the beard, but I liked the shine of the beard. <laughs> See, and I like the beard, but I did not like the shine of the beard. Oh. So um, after Michelle kind of does her talking, they bring Matt out. And her greatest issue is the fact that after he said goodbye she asked to see him one last time for some closure and he rejected her and she's like why and he apologized for refusing to meet her and she seemed satisfied with that it's fine right which i think we realize later on why it is but yes she kind of points out that you know once i've said my piece like i'm kind of done like i'm not going to hold on to it like now that we said it like i'm just going to let it go So it wasn't like I was going to try and convince you to take me back. I just wanted closure. And, you know, the after the final rose was was very um, heavy. And I didn't take a lot of notes about the heaviness. And I've already skipped over part of it. How Emmanuel asked Michelle about how she felt about Rachel after the pictures surfaced. You look confused. Well, I'm not confused. I think um, it was very heavy, but I think my challenge was is that there wasn't enough conversation about it. Um, They made such a big deal, and this was such a controversy. And even when Emmanuel came out, he was like, you know, and of course we have to address Chris Harrison and that controversy. And they they never actually addressed it. Mm -mm. And so, like, they kind of came up in, like, the context when he was talking to Rachel and when he was talking to Michelle – but I felt like there could have been more conversation. I mean, this was a great opportunity to kind of be on that um, platform and say, here's how it felt to be a black woman mm-hmm. and hear those things. Or here's what it felt like to be a black man. And I honestly would have liked to have heard what Emmanuel had to say because right. he has that, you know, what, um, how to have a conversation with a black person or a black man. I can't remember the name of the title, but um, because I have, been thinking a lot about it and about the controversy and how they talk about how a lot of people don't understand why Matt is mad or why um, what Rachel did is not okay, even though it was three years ago. And um, 
I've just been thinking a lot about it and how being a white woman, like, I don't really under, I understand the concept, but I don't know what it's truly like. And I felt like this was a platform where it really could have been talked about and they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there was a lot of silence later that could have been filled with talking. Right. So then they, after um, Matt and Rachel talk, then, or sorry, Matt and Michelle talk, then is that when Emmanuel and Matt sat down? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I didn't write any notes and I'm sorry about that. Um, Because it was a very, um, it wasn't a very fruitful conversation. No. And I think that's where I was also disappointed is, you know, this was an opportunity for Matt to speak out as well. Um, He does admit that him and Rachel are no longer together. Right. And um, that he had to, I don't remember when he admits it, but he talks about how he had to protect himself and that he understood or he realized that uh, Rachel would never understand where he was coming from. And so this is why he had to end things. And I really felt like he could have spoken more about it. I think he could have spoken more about why the photo was so impactful to him and maybe what the conversations were between him and Rachel. I mean, we don't need all the details, but it just wasn't very insightful. Like there just wasn't a lot of conversation there. Right. Right. And we can't, we can't be frustrated with Matt because we're not Matt. We're not in his shoes. Um, I found myself being frustrated uh, and I wanted him to say more, but I I, know. I don't know that if I were in his shoes, I would have had words. He did post on Instagram right. several weeks ago that, you know, he's going to have things to say and he didn't say them, but maybe now is not the right. time. And I, I saw a headline today. It was like, was Matt James silence or was he being silenced? Yeah, I think I saw that in a meme, too. No, maybe it was a meme. I don't know. So much content. Because it was, well, and it's piggybacking, which we didn't talk about, about the Royals and that conversation, because that has been interesting, too. I thought we didn't um, care about the Royals. I brought it up once and you were like, I don't care. I don't care. I care about the Royals. I thought we didn't. I don't know. We could talk about that before we wrap up. Um, (laughs) So then Rachel comes out. And in spite of her not being a fan favorite due to the things that surfaced, I feel like she faced the facts. She didn't want to blame anyone. She didn't want to victimize herself. And she admitted she was living in ignorance. And um, I liked the fact that there was a huge highlight between being a racist and being racially ignorant. Um, And... I thought she handled herself very well. Could have been media training that she's gone through over the last several weeks. I'm sure that probably played a part in it. But, you know, when you look at Rachel versus a Victoria, two very different people. Oh, for sure. And I, you know, Emmanuel, the way that he handled it, like, he handled everything really well. But it was also odd to have him be like, addressing calling her ignorant without being rude about being ignorant because normally when you hear somebody say you're so ignorant like it's such a negative context but he really was kind of addressing it as being as what she was saying Mm -hmm. i wasn't 
thoughtful of what I was doing at the time and just about, didn't think yeah. about it. I didn't think about so. what the what the meaning was behind an antebellum party. And I yeah. I get it. Like I feel like we do stuff like that all the time. And right. things are changing where you have to think about it. Yeah. And I think that's why I wanted more conversation is because Rachel's point was exactly what, you know, um, the POC, the people of color are trying to get out there um, is saying, you know, that's the point is you don't think about this, but all of the rest of us that have to deal with this on a regular basis, we do think about it. Mm -hmm. So think about how those choices impact us, because even if you didn't mean it that way, that's how it's perceived. And you're supporting something that affected our history or us individually. And so I think there, that's why I wanted a little bit more conversation is because I think it would have been really good to hear more of her side and what she has been doing, which I didn't like that. She, I mean, again, like you said, we can't be frustrated. We're not them. So the fact that she didn't elaborate on things, but he was like, well, what are you doing? And instead she was like, well, I could name off all these things that I'm doing, but I'm not going to. And while I understood her point, I also wish she would have shared it because it could have been helpful. I think that is some things that, like Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown, when she, you know, made the, the error um, that you will, that she did, she came out and was like, I'm listening to this podcast. Like, she shared things from Instagram pages. She made the effort showing that this is what I'm doing and this is what you could do, too, to understand better. So it would have been nice if... Maybe ABC didn't want her to promote anything. That could be, too. Yeah. That's horrible, but it... I know. TV isn't it is transparent. It is. Yep. Um, and then so. we have Matt and Rachel who come together. And it's the first time yeah. seeing each other after they broke up. Um, and they just both look miserable. Yeah, they look miserable. They're trying to talk on if there's ever going to be another chance and like how things hurt. And she apologized. And going back to it, I mean, despite all the things that went on, like, I appreciate that she apologized and acted appropriately regarding her actions. Um, it it did look like it was extremely hard for them. I don't, I, I don't know. Right. And then that's where Matt kind of stopped talking. Yeah, like literally. Long pause, go to commercial break, and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to come back from the commercial break and get some answers. Nothing. Nope. And even when... Um, Emmanuel asked them to embrace one last time. No. Yeah, I know. It was, like you said, like, it's hard not to be frustrated. Um, but then at some point I was like, okay, if you're not going to talk, I feel like maybe we could fast forward and talk about something else. Um, like, who knows what got cut out so we could sit there and watch him be silent as the producers tried to make whatever point they were trying to make with that silence. Right. You know, I coming into this season of The Bachelor, I was very excited. Matt James hadn't been on a season, and he did so, so well. He did. But my biggest critique are the things that got cut out and mm -hmm. the um, messages that weren't able to be yeah. told. Yeah, I think that it, it just wasn't – it was hard because, like you said, I was excited for Matt James – I was excited for the different diversity that we were seeing in the women that were there. It wasn't just the model-looking white women with blonde hair named Lauren. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I was excited for all of it. And I did appreciate the way that Matt handled a lot of things. Um, but yeah, there was just was so much. Eventually, I just got tired of watching it. Every time I had to watch it, I was just sad because I knew that I was going to have to watch whatever drama was going to unfold that the producers wanted us to see. Right. So. But then we got some good news. We did. We're not going to have. Bachelorette. Yeah. We're not going to have just one. We're going to have two bachelorettes in the next year. One this we spring. Are. Um, Katie Thurston will be this spring and then one next fall. What? Yeah. I think she's doing summer, isn't she? Doesn't hers air in the summer and then Michelle airs in the fall? Hold on. Or am I wrong? I don't know. I don't think they're doing Bachelor in Paradise. See, I'm kind of bummed about that. So I think like, um, I think Katie is. This spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Katie Thurston, who's the 29-year-old bank manager from Renton, Washington, will star on season 17 of The Bachelorette this spring. And then Michelle Young will star on season 18 of The Bachelorette, which will premiere in the fall. So maybe they'll do Bachelor in Paradise. I'm excited. You think they'll do Bachelor in Paradise? Has anyone said there's no Bachelor in Paradise? No, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) uh did i i thought i heard where the first bachelorette will be filmed but i i can't remember now that i'm sitting here have you heard anything uh no and i just switched to looking up bachelor in paradise (laughs) stuff which i i do have some little tidbits there but i don't remember where they said it was going to be yeah um which it doesn't matter oh new mexico Oh, there you go. It'll begin later this month in New Mexico. I wonder if they're going to stay in New Mexico, if they're going to travel. Like, life is kind of evolving, right? Yeah. They could go to Texas and Mississippi, right? This is true. (laughs) They could. Oh, don't say anything. I'm sorry. That That was not good. Okay. Did you find anything on Bachelor in Paradise? So, I... I did and I didn't. So I don't know. I forgot about this. Um, JoJo and Jor- Jordan um, are going to be hosting kind of like a bet. It's basically Bachelor in Paradise with divorcees. So it's people who have been divorced and they're coming together to um, be on this like reality show. Um, oh, Bachelor in Paradise is happening, and one contestant has already been cast. So Bachelor in Paradise 2021 will happen, according to Reality Steve, who is right literally 75. like 99% of the time. Okay, 99. <laughs> I don't know. I make up numbers. I'm not good at numbers. Um, I don't see... Let's see. And it will air between Katie and Michelle's seasons of The Bachelorette. And um, I'm trying to see if they tell us who the original, who the first person is, but, or who's even going to be hosting it. And it doesn't say anything. Um, I'm not seeing nothing. We're probably not going to see anything since um, Katie's season is going to air before it. We're not going to see much because they don't want (sighs) to overshadow the bachelorette. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. But it's exciting. Oh, oh. ABC executive Robert Mills confirmed that Dr. Joe Park 
<gasps> a contestant Dr. from Tasha and Claire's season of The Bachelorette was one of the first Bachelor Nation members cast for Bachelor in Paradise 2021. I like Dr. Joe. He's going to be yes, on a flag he was, football um, team with, with Peter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Sweet. Yeah, you don't care. It's fine. <laughs> um, Joe is receiving his vaccination. He's an anesthesiologist um, and was eliminated in the top 16, but was a fan's favorite. He was. He was funny, smart. He's good looking in some people's lenses. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't perfect personally remember him at this moment in time. <gasps> Dr. Joe! You Google that stuff right now. I am right now. Not grocery oh, store Joe. Dr. Joe, bachelor at. FYI, there is another man named Dr. Joseph Lewis Clark who was born in on May 8th, 1938 in Rochelle, Georgia. He's a former principal of East Side High School. There we that go. That's not him. No. Did you find Dr. Joe? Not yet. Okay. Mm. No. No. Okay. Anyway. Um, oh, Dr. Yeah. Joe. He is Asian American. Yes. So um, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? So I am very excited that Masked Singer is on. And um, I have not started watching anything, anything new outside of that. But there are a ton of new ABC shows. I think they're ABC shows coming out on April 1st. Like one of them is called uh, Moody and it is, um, it has Alyssa Milano in it. And so I'm really excited to see that because I love Alyssa Milano and um, I think it looks a little funny. And then, um, and at least I think it's ABC that is coming out with this, these shows. There's two other ones too. And I wish I would have written them down and I didn't, Um, but there's some new shows coming out on April 1st. So I will for sure have some after that. And um, as far as reading, I am currently still listening to, um, oh, oh, shoot, I'm getting it mixed up now, Um, Missing Child or One Missing Child, Um, and it is really good. I am finding myself very invested. Um, It is a story about five um, children at the age of three that go missing. And three and a half years later, all of the children are returned except for one. And the one who is not returned is the grandchild of a detective. And um, so it's kind of the story about her trying to figure out what happened. But there's just so many um, storylines and interesting details I'm kind of loving it, but I also find myself really invested in the characters and like whether I care for them or hate them. And that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a long time since I felt like that about a book, and this is a three book series, so I'm very excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? Unlike you, I uh, watched a lot this weekend. Um, I binged the entire ten episodes of Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. And I highly recommend it. Um, Jenny Miller is an angsty 15-year-old girl, often who feels more mature than her 30-year-old mother. And it's just a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, Yeah, Jenny and Georgia. Very nice. Good Girls is a show that I've talked about before, and they dropped their latest season, and I binged the heck out of that. I binged since we spoke last. 
the entire Tom Brown's Body podcast. Oh, did you? You recommended that, and I second that. That's why I punch mics. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been doing. Haven't read anything. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a loser. <laughs> no. Do you have any um, new music or anything um, that you've been listening to? Yes. So the Marfa Marfa tapes. It's um, a collaboration between Jack Ingram, John Randall, and Miranda Lambert. I saved her name for last, just so you wouldn't roll your eyes. Um, I guess what they did is they went out into the middle of nowhere, Texas, and just recorded these songs. Like, you hear cows mooing. You hear, like, nature. It's, like, not produced at all. Um, They've dropped two of the 15 songs. One is In His Arms, and the other is Tin Man, which Miranda wrote with Jack Ingram. Oh, yes. So it's, it's like, the raw version. Um, So two of the songs have been dropped, and then the others, I'm not sure when they're coming, but I think within the next month. So the Marfa tapes. Very nice. And you, what you listen to? So I don't think it's anything new, to be honest. But like, I have been in love with the Keith Urban and Pink song, One Too Many. Yes. And I have been listening to that a lot. And um, there is a song that um, was written for uh, Brittany Crosby, um, the woman that I know that passed away from uh, ovarian cancer. And this is a song that has been kind of hitting my music um, when I put it on random quite often. And it's called Thank You, Jesus. And it's by Sidewalk Prophets. And I love it. I think it's one of the only songs that the minute I hear it, I kind of stop and do whatever I'm doing and take a moment to kind of just sit there and listen to the words and really feel the message that's there Mm -hmm. um, and remember all the things that it says. So I've been listening to that song a lot too. Um, and Little Bit by Nelly and Florida Georgia Line. I love that song. I don't know <laughs> I don't know when it came out, but like I have all these it, songs on my music thing and I'm finding that I really love a lot of them that I haven't listened to. Yes. I um because I love Nelly and I love Florida Georgia Line. Sorry. Um, I just started playing it. Um, I as soon as I saw, because I think I still follow Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line on Instagram. I saw mm. he dropped that. Hey, we have a new song with Nelly, and I was like, "What?" It is like it's my really good. Friday anthem. Yeah, I Five love o'clock it. On it just Friday. Is like yes, yes, love so. it. Well, do you have um, your wine tip? I do. Well, yes. Let me bring it up. Uh, So this is from an article uh, that was released. Oh, got it. I was looking at the wrong date. I was like, that's today. I saved this a week ago. Um, Okay. So it was released in August of 2020. And it's by Newsweek. It's called The 30 Fascinating Facts About Wine That You Never Knew. So I'm just going to like randomly like scroll and just choose one go for it um so uh wine fact 10 
Wine tasters swirl the wine in their glasses to release its aromas. They don't also fill the glass more than a third full to leave a space where these aromas can collect. So that was not as much fun as some of the other fascinating facts on here, but that's all we have for today. Well, I'm going to leave us with a positive Polly from Coco Chanel. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, It's going to be a couple, few weeks, several weeks before we're back. Um, But we'll be back in (laughs) April. And feel free to reach out to us. We're active on Instagram, Facebook, our email. All the information is down below in the comments, or not comments, in the notes. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.